listen to me. I'm only gonna say this once. We are going on the trip now. It's going to be rough. It's gonna feel like it's going on for a long time, so it's gonna be hard to stay alert. It's gonna be even harder to be quiet, but you have to do both. You have to do every single thing I say, or we will not make it. Understand, under no circumstance, are you allowed to take off your blindfold? If I find that you have, I will hurt you. Do you understand? It's cold. We have blankets. Boy, you have your dog. Girl, you have your kitty. This is just a place. There's nothing more that we need from it. Do you understand? And no talking on the river. You must listen as closely as you can. If you hear something in the woods, you tell me. If you hear something in the water, you tell me. But you never, ever take off your blindfold. If you look, you will die. Do you understand? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Never in the history of Cheap Seat Reviews has an intro to a movie been more stark a contrast than to the intro of the show. <laughs> Our intro music. Um, <laughs> and Sam. What's wrong? And, and in order to uh, create some, uh, some levity on this show, Sam was elected to do the show blindfolded. I figured I would, I would get in character here. Okay. <laughs> Um, he's he's wandering around his living room for some reason, bumping into things. I'm not sure why he isn't just sitting in his chair with his microphone, but that's fine. Well, I am now. I am now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are, you, are we safe? I I think we're safe, but if, I really want to look. If you want, you can drape a blanket over you and the computer because <laughs> because I guess if one of them are, is behind you, by me looking in my screen to see it in the window behind you, then I guess I'm screwed. And Andrew, yeah, that, that is true. Okay, I can't do that. It's too warm. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sam. I actually did kind of need that. This is this is cheap seat reviews, and um, and this movie. Wow, what an emotional mind f is all I'm gonna say. Uh, This is episode. Oh, thanks, Sam. You can put the blindfold on the computer. (laughs) Oh, are you covering all of us? There we go. Oh, that's great. Now we're all safe. Oh, that's good. I appreciate that. This is episode 236, and tonight we're talking about Bird Box. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew Mann Jimison. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. That's perfect. And Sam looked at it and liked it, Vector. 
of course. You know, Sean, there's something I need to show you outside. Let me, uh, let me open your eyes and give you something that you so beautiful that you'd, you'd want to see. Definitely. <laughs> oh my gosh, what I'm seeing right now is just the funniest thing. I have, I have to take a screenshot. <laughs> this, this, this is just great. Right. Uh, oh, did it take it? Oh, oh, no. I don't know. I didn't hear a noise. I assume. <laughs> yeah, it took. Okay. Um, all right. So this is the brand new Netflix original movie called Bird Box that kind of took the internet and the world kind of by storm. Um, I'd never heard of it. Basic, uh, I've been told, and by told, I mean I read on the internet, that this is based on a book. Oh, Interesting. Okay, uh, I did not know that. I figured it was a response to uh, a quiet place. No, the book you know, came like out, oh, we you know we can't make a sound. Well, this one is you can't open. You your can't eyes. open your eyes. Yeah, I, I'd heard that too, and it's not that. Um, it, it was a book um, before a quiet place was a movie. I don't know if a quiet place is based on a book. If that's just John <coughs> Krasinski's, that was his brainchild. I don't know. I just I just don't yeah. know. Um, but. And for some reason, my audio seems really low in my computer. I don't know why. Um, do I? How do I? Do I sound good to you guys? You sound fine to me. Okay. Well, you sound okay. But I mean, we are under a blanket. Yeah, but. I guess it doesn't really matter. In fairness. So yeah. anyway, I'll eat the microphone a little more. My phone is blowing up. Gracious. Um. So anyway, uh, so yeah, so this movie, um. I, I knew nothing really about it except what Sam just kind of joked about is like, oh, it's just a response to uh, to A Quiet Place, which I also have not seen. Um, I uh, I knew that there was blindfolds involved. I had heard about the, the bird box challenge where people were uh, crashing into things and um, <laughs> people were trying to drive their cars blindfolded by using just the GPS. Oh, um, dear Lord. And, and apparently GPS is so powerful that it can actually help you drive into your driveway. Um, and into your garage. And into garage your garage. Yeah. Right? Um, but otherwise, yeah. Um, I mean, unless, I mean, if you think they had the uh, nice little uh, uh, proximity warning thing. Yeah. I guess you could kind of inch your way along and kind of know left or right or... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was super convenient to the story that the guy drove a brand new 2018 Jeep Grand Cherokee that had, you know, like this this movie would have been like that scene would have been way less believable if he'd have been driving a an '84 station wagon. But then it would have been analog instead of digital. Exactly, and it would have been fine <laughs> for some reason. Um, so, so Andrew, you go ahead and do the read so that we can kind of get into this oh. movie. Um, well, sorry, and all the and all the commotion of moving myself, I lost the uh, thing here. No, that's fine. Um, I, I was going to stall anyway because I usually do uh, to, to give you. I usually <laughs> I usually give you the heads up and then stall for a minute. So wait, what? Um, <laughs> that uh, uh, this is obviously the first time for all of us for seeing it because the movie's only like yeah. three weeks old, four weeks old. And my um, wife actually wanted to see it with me. It was so nice. And so uh, yeah, and my and my um, uh, my wife also wanted to see it, um, but um, I I basically told her that I needed a I needed to take some time away from it. 
<laughs> before I was willing to watch it again because I watched it um, obviously not with her. Um, okay. But uh, you ready, Andrew? I'm ready. Go for Let's it. Let's do this. Yeah, go ahead and tell us what it is that we can really get into the things that worked, things that didn't, and things that made Sean cry. All right. <laughs> In the wake of an unknown global terror, a mother must find the strength to flee with her children down a treacherous river in search of safety. Due to unseen deadly forces, the perilous journey must be made blindly. Oh, okay. And that's literal. It's literally blindly. Not like, I'm not sure where we're going blindly. That time that you had to go to your buddy's house and he didn't give you good directions. Do you know how hard it would be to stay in the center of that river blindfolded? Mm. Right? There's so much in this movie that's hard to imagine blindfolded. I mean... You know, the, 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 the guy has to get into a shootout blindfolded until he decides that he needs to see in order to protect his family. Yeah. Um, th- this movie is an emotional roller coaster, uh, and I mentioned yeah. earlier. And I, uh, I called Sam the other day when, um, for whatever reason, I just did. And you told me you, you were going to watch it with Kimberly that night. And I yeah. said, be prepared. And I said, I, I, I wept. I will fully admit it. No, no uh, uh, machismo here. I fully admit it. I, I wept. Um, and I also kind of prefaced it with, I was not home. I was away from my family. I was on one of my work trips. Um, and for whatever reason, I just, everything in this movie that was meant to make me feel did. Every one of them. And I did. I felt hard and I cried. And cried through this movie um, because I kept. It's more than just putting myself in the picture in in, in place of Sandra Bullock because I have two kids. I have a boy and a girl. Um, it was just all of the all of the stuff that affected me was like they're five years old. These kids are five and they've never seen a tree. You know, yeah. they've never seen the sky. Like that stuff affected me really hard this time. You know, and I've watched a bunch of stupid, not that this is stupid, but I've seen dumb post-apocalyptic movies before and didn't have a problem with that kind of stuff. You know, it's because usually it's it's so fantastical and frankly stupid that you don't care. But for whatever reason, because this was so micro, it was just this small group of people. It's really small. It starts large, and then as movies do, you, you kind of pick them off one at a time. And, you or know, all at once. Or a, a group at once, yeah. <laughs> um, and you're left with basically Sandra Bullock and her two kids, and um, you know their their story itself is just so hard uh, to to deal with. So I, uh, I I don't have many clips of this movie because there's one, there's nothing funny in this movie. Two, there's almost zero joy in this movie. And three, and again, full disclosure when I was going back to look at scenes that I would think about pulling clips from, I got emotional watching the scene again. I couldn't pull the clip. Seriously. Hmm. I, I couldn't physically pull the clip because I was afraid that I'd start getting emotional while doing the show. <laughs> Seriously. So I want to hear you guys talk about it, kind of what your opinion of it is, because I might be out in left field with this. I don't know. Um, what, do you, what do you guys, I mean, did it, did it affect you guys at all, or do you guys think it was just a dumb Netflix movie? No, I, I mean, I, it definitely affected me. I don't know that it was quite to that extent, but I, I can appreciate where you're coming from. But the uh, 
you, you know my rule that if a movie keeps my attention, that I find it to be a, most of the time a good movie. And this one, I literally started it at nine o'clock one night. And I said, I'm not going to be able to watch this whole thing. I'm going to watch half of it and then watch half tomorrow. And I could not stop watching. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't turn it off as much as I wanted to. I could barely keep my eyes open, and I forced myself to stay up and watch it. <laughs> you forced your there's, eyes open? There's, there's, <laughs> there's a little bit of irony with that. <laughs> there, yeah, there was definitely some uh, some hard moments to watch. But, um, but I think that what made this movie is the the choice of actors. Yeah, made this movie. I think this movie could be done with completely different set of people and been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Been very I, I think I posted on Facebook earlier too, that if, if Sandra Bullock was not the lead in this movie, it would have been another cheesy B horror flick yeah. or someone yeah. of, of, of equal her caliber. Tal- yeah, caliber and talent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she, she did bring a certain gravitas to, to her scenes. There were a few other actors and actresses I thought that were a little off it, uh, you know, being in the same scene as Sandra Bullock for some reason, I just I uh, the other mom um, I didn't I didn't think was as good an actress um, as Sandra Bullock. But I don't know. Um, I, in terms of this hitting me, it didn't hit me in the way that it hit you, Sean. But I I really did enjoy this movie. It was freaking intense. Yeah, and. Um, you know, and, and I went in this knowing probably much more than you you did. You know, I knew, you know, that we were never going to see the the, uh, the beasts or whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, I knew that, you know, if you looked at them, you die, or, you know, you kill yourself. And for some reason, I went into this thinking that a kid, or I thought I saw somewhere where a kid dies in the river. Mm. So I was fully expecting that to happen. So I guess I had built up my emotional... You know, when the girl, when she couldn't find the girl, yeah. I was like, well, there it is. There's the, there's the death. But um, I thought it was interesting. This movie is, again, you take a concept and you just really dig into it. And, and what would it be like if we had to live our lives blindfolded with death being the alternative? And uh, yeah. uh, one thing that I would not happily surprised, but I liked that they did was the idea that some people were not quite immune to it, but were triggered by it. Yeah. And and that added a whole nother aspect of danger to, uh, to the the situation that they were in. Well, you know, something that I found to be, and and I know this is a total spoiler, but I, I felt like watching this movie, I kept thinking to myself, man, that would be so hard to to find your way around without having to see anything. And then the last scene of the movie. <laughs> and I think to myself, God, I feel like such a terrible person now. Because <laughs> there are people that live this life. That do that every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the... I, I I too uh, with Andrew. I I couldn't I couldn't stop watching. I was riveted. Um, I took like four notes. <laughs> um, just there was nothing else to write about because I was just so glued to the TV. Um, the um, 
in the in the in the micro of of the of things in 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 just looking at their survival, I thought it was actually done really well, where it starts off as a, a group of people, a small band, and yep. they're like, "Hey, we don't know each other, but we're gonna stick it out. We're gonna try to help each other as far as we're kind of willing to go. Um, we're gonna go on a on a food finding mission at some point. We're gonna try some crazy stuff because otherwise we're gonna starve to death. Um, there's a very um, all of the decisions in this movie I thought were really done well. That's one thing we always yeah. complain about in these kind of movies is the decision making paradigms are always stupid. People make dumb decisions all the time. Nobody was running up the stairs away from the uh, yeah monster, or you know trying to hide under a table or right. No, yeah. I, 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 yeah, and, and there's a couple of hero moments. There's a couple of sacrifices that happen, um, which is really cool. Um, back to the point that there's other people out there in the world that can see the monsters or whatever they are, and not only that, that it doesn't affect them negatively, they actually view it as a positive. And, yeah. they, and they become almost agents for the beings because because it's not just like oh I can see I'm fine it's oh I can see and others must see they become like disciples yeah. of these things um, and as soon as they let the British dude in the guy from the Pirates of the Caribbean I leaned over to, I was watching this with my work buddy Chris and I said he's gonna be a bad guy yeah how do you know that I said because every movie he's in he's a bad guy. <laughs> and he says, "Well, and, and they needed something to push the story." Yeah, so yeah. They had, at that point, I knew they had to do something to push the story forward. Yeah, they had gotten a little comfortable, and we needed. To... I, I did appreciate how they kind of held that for a moment or two. They didn't jump right into him being the bad. Yeah, guy. that he was able to kind of to to hide they, it. Yeah, they let their guard down around him. Yeah, yeah, and that I think that's. You know, like you said, the choices that were made in the movie, I, I think were done well. And that's one of them. I think that in a real world situation, if somebody's trying to infiltrate, they, they're going to do it slowly. But I, I didn't understand how he could be that way. And then the others that were affected negatively, but, you know. I guess it just depends on what level of intellect you are or something. I don't know. I mean, most of yeah. these guys we saw were just roving savages. Yeah. And he was Reavers calm. Yeah, right. They're Reavers. That's exactly what they are saying. Yeah. They're Reavers. Um only instead of they instead of wanting to eat you, they just want you to see. Yeah. Um and and then whereas this guy was significantly more sophisticated and I mean he he was thoughtful. He even knew that the birds would be an early warning detection system yeah. and put them in the freezer. Yeah, there, that's what was scary to me that there was an intellect still there. Yeah. yeah. That that these people weren't just just insane. They were smart insane. Yeah. And that's scary. That's that, real scary. So so later in the movie when you see the cars kind of doing the donuts in the driveway or, or, or the, you know the people kind of hanging around, it made it that more scary that you know they they weren't just crazy they were you know they could have a, have these intellects to them to, yeah to outsmart you or to you know to catch you off guard i don't know if you guys are are fans of the walking dead but this gave me a, a huge flashbacks to walking dead watching it when it was good yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, me too. Just, you know, the whole, I mean, pretty much you could replace the unseen monster with zombies and you have Walking Dead here. Yeah. Interesting. I've not seen one minute of The Walking Dead, so I couldn't tell you. It's, Uh, yeah, I like it. It's pretty, the first few seasons are are pretty amazing. When the guy from uh, Shawshank Redemption was, was uh, in charge. Yeah, it was really good. Interesting. Um, um, I did. I do have a complaint, though. Can I? Can I mention? Yeah, we can do that a little bit because I it, had a couple little moments. The only time I really kind of rolled my eyes and kind of went, "Oh, really?" was the guy in the river. The random oh, hillbilly that shows up. Random, and- random hillbilly in the river. That I'm like, how long has this guy been standing there waiting for someone to come down? No. Or. You know, it to me it felt like you know basically this guy had been standing in the river for days, waiting for somebody to come down the river. Maybe he lives in a van down by the river. Maybe yeah. <laughs> it just seems strange. That me. part didn't bother me. The part, and this is funny because um, the three of us are all fathers of uh, uh, children, sure. doubles, uh, two children, and <laughs> I can't. Speak for the two of you, but I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong. But in my family dynamic, the oldest bosses the youngest all the time. They just That's what he does. <laughs> he likes to boss her around, and we have to remind yeah. him he's six and she's two and a half, so um, that you're not the parent. Right, yeah. So it's different, obviously, because they're different ages. The boy and girl in this movie are the same age. Yeah. But only exactly. time that I, I actually was pulled out of a movie, again, yes, I know a movie where there's invisible demons that make you kill yourself. I know that's... That levitate leaves. Don't that, forget the levitating that, leaves. They make the leaves move. Well, they're, they're physical. It's a physical entity. And so they're just, yeah. they're, as they travel, they make leaves move. I'm fine with that. And they make noise and they get in your head or, or I mean, they're making physical noise because the kids could hear it too. And they said, it's too loud. I can't hear the birds. Um, and that scene was also very impactful to me. Uh-huh. But um, it's when, you know, Sandra Bullock says they, 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 the boat has they've come to shore because she's looking for, she heard the wind chimes and she's looking for food. Um, and she um, says, stay here. Just have some great ears because to hear wind chimes that far away from the river while listening to running water. Yeah. Yeah, but, but sound travels on water really well. That's true. It, it really can. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. But. And again, there's no ambient noise. It's not like there's traffic and airplanes and stuff going by to make noise. Um, so she she gets out and she says, stay here. And the girl gets out of the boat. And my son, the, um, the, the rule follower that he is, would be dragging her down, saying, no, <laughs> you cannot leave. And then later on in the, in the movie, there's another moment. And again, the, it's supposed to create moments of peril. We're trying to put the children in peril when, when Sandra Bullock trips and falls down the hill and leaves the kids by themselves. But again, my kids, we don't go to Walmart without them holding hands with each other going across the parking lot. That's just, that's just our family dynamic. And so I'm sitting here thinking, there's no way they would just wander away from each other. Even, even if they're looking for mom and they're scared, they would go together. That just seems strange to me. Yeah. But again, I, you know... It's just how my family dynamic is. That was honestly my one of my only complaints, one of. It's also super convenient that the beings can open doors. Um, yeah. You know, like they... Yeah, right. 
They're 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 <laughs> or come down chimneys or go through cracks. Yeah, they they. they what? Just it's just anyway. I, I miss a lot of your your internet slowed down and then sped up, so everything you said sounded like going through a tape recorder really fast. Say it again. <laughs> No, I was I was basically saying, you know, they can't come down chimneys, they can't come through cracks. Um, you know, if they're ghost monsters, smoke monsters, you know, that could happen. So, yeah. you know, there's just something, you know. It, I did find it interesting also that they cast a shadow, but they were also translucent. Well, they yeah. were translucent to us as the viewer. You know, like they, everyone yeah. saw something. So there was something physically there, just they didn't show it to us as the camera because because no. what my horrific thing would be different than yours, but different than Andrew's, you know. So well, that's true, yeah. So and that was brilliant. That was a brilliant decision by the director to never show a thing. Yeah, it really was. And I heard people complain about that. And this is before I saw the movie. I heard people saying, Well, you never even find out what they are. Well, I don't want to. Know. I kind of like that. I don't need to know. Yeah. I think it's perfect. I think the the Jaws effect in this makes yeah. it even creepier. The movie signs is better until we see that the what the aliens look like. Absolutely. Um, the, yeah. Uh, Cloverfield is is good because we never really get to see the monster. I mean, there's a lot of our imagination is way worse than what the director can throw up on a screen. Um, yeah. And so I'm with, I'm I'm good with that. But you're but again, and because they're all operating in the blind. I mean, the only information we get about them is what this guy thinks he read in a book, in several books, because the book he's writing. So it's like they're demons. But we're again, the 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 Earth is fortunate that these demons can't open a door. I mean, velociraptors <laughs> can open doors. Um, so I guess the, a world full of velociraptors would be, I guess, a little bit more scary. Um, but the other thing that, in the micro, that makes me think about the movie um, globally is that, um, because, again, in a micro, she, they, they, I guess, spoiler, they do make it to a place. And um, they make it to a, a, a um, literally, it's, a, it's a, 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 a house for the blind. It's a school for the blind. So the majority of the people there are blind. So they can walk outside and do things, and it doesn't matter because they can't physically see the beings. And because most of them were probably born with this, um, I don't want to use the word disability, but this you know, situation, they, they can function. Right. right? They're used to it. Um, so then my mind starts thinking about future, right? So short-term, great, but long-term, is if There's this, a lot of people to feed. Well, if long-term, these, if, if these things are now here forever, they are now here to harass humanity until the Earth explodes, right? Then, um, then we're going to continually need a, a substantial, a large amount of blind people to help take care of us, one. Uh, two, we're going to have to get really creative with robotics, so that we can continue to grow food. We're, so that we don't have to put people in fields. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, <laughs> And it also made me think, the moment that this thing hit the United States, right? The moment that it started to come over, 
and the, the, the president of the United States called for a national emergency. I have to feel like he went to a bunker. Don't like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I have to feel like I have to hope that there's still a central government here making yeah. decisions to help, saying, okay, now that we've because fi- if these six people in a room can figure this out, surely other people can. You know what I'm saying? It can't just be these people at the school for the blind. And and then yeah. weavers, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I was thinking as as uh, what's his face was uh, watching it through his security camera. Oh, BD Wong, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There's your Jurassic Park connection, by the way. Yeah, yeah. there is. I love it. So I was thinking as he was watching, and then it affected him. How many people were affected by seeing it on TV across the world? Oh yeah, I'm sure of it. Oh, you're yeah. not. Yeah, you're not wrong. Actually, it never even occurred to me until you said that. Yeah, that the president's probably in some bunker, watching the news feed, and all of a sudden one shows up on camera, and then the whole room full of government people kill themselves with their pistols. Yeah. Uh, well, that just made me more depressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you talk about an apocalypse. In terms of reaching and impacting everybody, this one seems to be pretty far-fetching. I mean, you know, when there's a sickness, you can kind of hold away. Yeah. But this one, you, you can't go outside anymore. You're, you, you, can't, you can't look. It's just baffling to me. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's terrifying in, in, in another way, just that, you can't you can't really hide from it, not physically. I mean, you just hide your eyes. But it's, by uh, the way, how about uh, Tom's sacrifice? Tom's dude, who the guy, Sandra Bullock's boyfriend? Oh gosh, yeah. You know, have enough willpower to to get the guy before he he does himself. Mm-hmm. I you know I was like, oh my gosh. I um I I. I the one note that I wrote about that was uh he loved them enough to fight the urge and save them. Yeah. Like that is you know the, the it's the whole love conquers all whatever. I know it's a trope, but he yeah. he did. He he you know, he he decided that I'm going to cuz there's still some there, there's still a part of you that is alive in there when you see, right? Like has to be yeah there's 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 still some something there i mean even enough that the the blonde woman um you know sandra bullock was able to get her kid out of her arms before she decides to take a a nosedive out the front door out the window yeah you know she was still being able to be reasoned with a little bit so uh, it, it doesn't truly just turn you into uh, a reaver, it, you know, it, it, you're you're still you, you're just yeah. overcome with of everything. So, and are we to guess that the creatures have no physical capability to impact you other than their look? That's what I think, because otherwise they would have killed her in the woods, right? Because they were right. all around her, yeah. making noises and stuff. I I think that yes, yeah. Um, and then, you know, in terms of the evolution of these things, when we first see them, or we don't see them, but we first encounter, it's just seeing them, right? 
But by the end of this movie, they had they were starting to be able to mess with your mind with the noises that they were making. Yeah. Yeah. And that was creepy in itself. Yeah. Mimicking noises, mimicking voices. I mean, um, you know, Sandra Bullock hears, um, what's his name? John Malkovich saying, look at me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well done. Well yeah, done. It, it, very well shot, beautiful, beautifully shot movie, moody movie, and uh, I high praise to Netflix for this one. Yeah. So this is um, we'll, we'll we'll do this. This was directed by Susan Suzanne Beer Beer Burr. I don't know B I E R Beer Beer, uh, who almost has my birthday. That's kind of cool. Um, she has done. Uh, she's done. What was I looking for? Crap, I can't think of it. Brothers, after the wedding, things are lost far better. Well, I was like, a second chance for you. Bird box. What was I thinking of? This boot, this movie. The maybe it's the author, uh, John Nailman. All right, sorry. Give me a second. <laughs> Somehow this movie is like connected, um, and I need to go back into the trivia. To the road that we watched, the movie The Road. The Road? No, that's a Corvick McCarthy book movie. Yeah. And that was more of a geological end of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do we know the uh, how much it cost to make this movie? Uh, I will find. Well, Netflix doesn't usually post that stuff. I'll look real quick, but Netflix doesn't usually post that stuff because they don't have to. Yeah. Um, I would imagine, though, that this movie probably cost Netflix more than any that they'd ever done. Mm. Just, just by the by the caliber of the act. I mean, you got John Malkovich and Sandra Bullock. Yeah, but John Malkovich in 2019 is not John Malkovich of 1998. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's like, true. I mean, also have just the videography and and. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking what 30 million. Maybe I, I I would think that um, uh, th- there have been more things that have cost more than that. Heck, I mean, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like a season of Daredevil probably cost what this movie made. Well, I'm I'm talking as far as movie, yeah, of course, a like a season show would. Yeah, so I yeah. I, I don't know. I I think I mean there's as a feature film though. Yeah, I I, I bet you I, I can look on there and see probably something that cost equally. Um, but they, um, but yeah, I mean, as much people, I, I, and I'm still always confused at how Netflix is able to make money off of a movie like this. It's not like people went out and are now getting more subscriptions because of this movie. Somebody might've joined Netflix to, to get in on the social media buzz. So you think they got what? A hundred people, 50 people. I mean, like. It's got thousands of people. I, I know that you think so because of this one movie. It's just probably. I don't know. I always always feels like that they're just constantly putting out. I mean, like I'm, I mentioned pre- previous to the show starting, they they have so much new content coming out with decent actors. I mean, they got this new thing called IO that's got Anthony Mackie. I mean, well, and they have just recently raised their price. Well, yeah, you said that also, um, but I mean, like the the. Something called an innocent man, the Ted Bundy thing. There's a Netflix original um, documentary on the fire 
um, festival that didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, it's just I, I think so that much. there is a little bit of a, a drive now to create a name for themselves because they're going to be losing some content. Yeah, they got to compete against Disney. Yeah, they're going to have to compete because Disney's going to have its own tr- streaming service. Other uh, groups are having their own streaming services, and they're going to losing content. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, um, I, I still think that um, Netflix is still going to have. Obviously, it's place. I mean, so so you're gonna still have your um, obviously your Disney's are gonna have your CBS's your because everyone's getting into it, right? Like uh, Paramount has their own streaming service, and the Yellowstone TV show with Kevin Costner, yeah, it's kind of their uh, pilot, not their pilot, but their um, flagship. Yeah, their flagship, like the new Star Trek on CBS, yeah. is kind of their flagship, and. So yeah, I mean, this stuff is going to happen. We're going to get more and more streaming services, which no, you know, um, competition breeds better, which I think is is evidenced by because Netflix kind of started this on this path, right? Like Netflix was like, "Hey, we have a show called House of Cards. Hey, we got this show called Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. Hey, we got this show called The Handmaid's Tale, and like these things are winning awards. That's true. Uh, and then Amazon was like, "Oh, hey, we have this show called Man in the High Castle." You know, I mean, like, it's um, it's incredible. We're we're living in the golden age of of of, of TV, and HBO's like, and, we you, have... and, you, and you know why? It's because they've stopped forcing writers to write twenty something episodes of a season where you can fit everything organically into a ten episode season into yeah. one of these Netflix or Amazon shows. Yeah, and I love that idea. And, you know, to not, you know, the pace is so much better than some of these network shows. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, and they, and you can, and they film them all at one time. They're, they're all filmed like a movie. They're just long yeah. movies. Whereas, you know, a 24-episode season of NCIS takes six months. Plus, um, probably has three or four different directors. Yeah. Well, more than that. By the way, that, that makes more, yeah. That makes Breaking Bad even more amazing that it's able to continue the story as well as it did, you know, with the number of episodes it had to do. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I, the example I just used, NCIS. I mean, the, the only longest, the only show on TV right now with a longer run is Law & Order SVU. Simpsons. I mean, do what? <laughs> Simpsons, which is different. I, I, meant, I meant episodic drama, hour yeah. episodic drama, obviously. Simpsons is what, 20... 30 something 30 year I can't remember what it is yeah. yeah that's obviously different because you're not having to pay actors a million bucks an episode mm-hmm. uh, which is what Mark Harmon gets for NCIS um, and that show is still highly rated it's actually kind of crazy um, how good that show still is it's obviously very different than a Breaking Bad or a, any other ones that we've mentioned but because um, basically every episode's wrapped up in a bow Whereas Breaking Bad and it, it had an end to get to Westworld West and all those shows, yeah. Um, anyway, so I, again, this movie was so just um, um, bird box. Here's the funny thing: I, I 
I posted, "Hey, Bird Box is our movie," and it uh, goes to Twitter. And, uh, and uh, another uh, somebody wrote back saying, "Oh, we've I'm halfway through this damn movie, and I haven't seen a a single uh, <laughs> I haven't seen a single Bird Box. I feel I feel cheated." I'm like, "It's the first thirty seconds of the movie," <laughs> and uh, and he says. Oh, what the hell have I been watching then? So <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Nice. Yeah, those birds were some troopers. Uh, oh my gosh! Thrown they, in they, the they, Yeah, drowned and and probably stomped on and yeah, those poor birds. And that box held up really well too. Yeah. So good for them. Um. Anyway. Uh, yeah, basically, we're, I, I had it pulled up, and then I friggin' lost it, because I suck. Because uh, Andrew asked about the budget, and then I lost it. I pulled up the trivia <laughs> that I was looking for about um, the thing that I was talking about. Uh, uh, John Josh Mallerman wrote the rough draft for the source novel prior to the release of The Happening and the Road. Oh, okay. So the idea is that um, I think that was put in there as to say that he did not infringe on the uh, copy of that. Because, again, in the road, the boy is just called boy. It's man and boy. Yeah. Uh, and they think that, that there's an influence there. Um, but, yeah, the movie is based on the 2014 novel Bird Box, but apparently he wrote the rough draft before 2008. Huh. Anyway... I guess people started saying stuff, and he was like, no, no, I have to, no. So, anyway. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say without going into trivia. And I, get, I did capture a couple of clips, but only a few. I mean, literally two. Um, so here's, here's the first one. The end game. Humanity has been judged, and we've been found wanting. Judged by who? They go by different names, right? You got world religion and mythology that's full of mentions of demons or spirit creatures. You know, people who's actually seen these creatures almost always describe the encounter as, as, as with the entity that takes on the form of your worst fears or your deepest sadness or your greatest loss. So there's a little backstory for you. Bogart. Yeah, they're kind of Bogarts, but you can't just point a wand at them, say ridiculous, and they turn into a, a balloon. Big funny, yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked, by the way, the end of that conversation of, did you learn all that at the Quickie Mart? Or yeah. <laughs> I felt bad for that guy. He's just trying to impart a little knowledge, and they make fun of him because of where he works. <laughs> uh, yeah, my I first... Probably, I would have said the same thing, though. I'm, I'm just not that nice of a human. My so. first, My first note was simply, holy balls, this apocalypse is nuts. Because the apocalypse scene is violent and gross and awful Dude. and visceral and just, it's, it sucked. Um, it gets crazy quick. Yeah, I mean, it escalates real, real crazy. I mean, these things are just running around town, just frolicking all over the place, having a good old time. Um, it is interesting that it started in Russia, though. I think that's interesting that they started pooping out in Russia, I guess. Russia's closer to hell than we are. Um <laughs> I did wrote right. Poor guy's trying to explain something, but because he works at the grocery store, he can't. <coughs> I said driving with GPS is a good idea. 
I like when they're running over bodies and they're like, it's just a speed bump. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, GPS did good to get them in the garage. Um, listening to her yell at girl shook me. Um, huh. There's several times that, that 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 got me, but I'm trying to remember from. Well, and and, and I I thought that was just brilliant in terms of getting you ready for her to sacrifice this girl. Oh, that's what it was on the river to 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 look while they moved the boat or whatever, and and, and I you know I fully expected it because of just how nasty she kind of was to this kid. Yeah, and well, and there's there's a part of it too is that you learn eventually is that it's not her daughter. Yeah, it's not her birth daughter, and so when the boy says, "I'll look," and she says, "No, I make that choice," yeah, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Oh, she's gonna choose the little girl to look because she's not hers," and the little girl looks at her like, "Yeah, it's me." Yeah, it's me. I'll do it. That's fine because I know you don't. There's, you know, like the kid can figure something out that there's something a little off, and that's what I meant. And then I wrote, "The new guy is from Pirates, and he's the bad guy." (laughs) Yep. Um, and then I already wrote the. Um, um, uh, he loved him enough to fight the urge to save him. That's all the notes. That's literally all the notes I wrote. Yep. So, um, but yeah, her yelling at the girl kind of uh, it shook me to my core. Oh, I know what it is. It was the scene where it wasn't that scene. It was the scene when the girl wandered off, and she brought her. She dragged her back and just got in her face and just yelled at her. And I just. I, 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 have, I have been mad at my kids and had yelled at them, and I'm just sitting here thinking, nothing that I have yelled at them for is, is what she's having to yell at her for. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, my kids have never even really darted in traffic. You know, like, yeah. I've, I've never, hey, don't, don't get over here, crazy kid. Get me, like, I've, you know, you do that kind of thing, and you grab them by the hand, but I've never had to, like, get in their face yeah. or something serious. Oh. You know, like, don't be mean to the cat. You know, like, you get mad. But, like, I, just, I don't know. Again, just... Well, well we're one... Think about it. One mistake, one slip-up, one eye-opening could ruin... Could kill you. Could kill you, yeah. You know, and, and being a parent in that environment would just be... Yes. I, can't, I can't even imagine. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Is that was the my problem. And, the, and that was my problem. I was imagining it for me. And that's what kept... Yeah. That's what kept getting me was the this every time the, the the scene on the river would come up, I would just emotionally like, okay, what's gonna happen now? You know, um, and and even you know not just that, you know, like when I got I was super sad when um, uh, you know John Malkovich got stabbed in the chest, and it's like well, oh. he, was, he was kind of an asshole, but he was still he had the right instincts. Yeah, I mean there. Yeah, exactly. And you kind of need someone that's willing to make those hard choices. And, um, but usually it was basically when she was being a mom and I got, I got pretty upset about things. And, um, anyway, um, here's the only other clip I wrote, I, I captured. We have everything we need to live here. Everything. There is no statistical, logical, or legal argument for trying to get back there. Well, here's an argument. We're not assholes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was the other clip I was going to grab because it was very impactful. Was when they just got off the boat. The boat has crashed. Right. They've they've gone through the rapids and they've made it to shore, and then the voices start coming, 
and she trips, right? She's separated from her kids, and she's she she picks up the bell, and she's she's yelling at her kids, and the noises get loud, and she screams out, "Do not take my children!" I yeah. was gonna capture that just because of oh. how impactful it was, and I started tearing up sitting here in my office at my house. And I, <laughs> I I couldn't do it, so I didn't I didn't I, I couldn't do it. Um, all right, here we go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Trivia on this movie. Cast members said John Malkovich had a bizarre connection with the birds on set. If he told the birds to move their feet, they would. (laughs) (laughs) He's a strange man. Well, if if John Malkovich is telling you to move your feet, you move your feet. I mean, that's just what happens. Yeah. So he's a a Dr. Doolittle, huh? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Sandra Bullock ran into the camera a couple of times when she was blindfolded. I get that. Don't blame her. Yeah. The director said she had sleepless nights because of how much. I mean, Bullock was probably blindfolded 50% of shooting. Jeez. And she, she was unwilling to cut holes in the, in the blindfold so she could see, like, at least where her feet was. She wanted. It's the method acting. You know, I'm, if, yeah. if my character's blindfolded, then I'm going to be blindfolded. Uh, the children are filmed, are in the film, are boy and girl. It is a possible nod to the road in which the two main characters are man and boy. Man and boy, yeah. Which huh. then later trivia says, no, I wrote it first. <laughs> funny. In a December 21st, 2018 interview with Bloody Disgusting, I guess that's a, a magazine or a podcast. Probably a horror movie. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, it's got to be a, it's a, it's an interview, so maybe it's a podcasting. A podcast. It was mentioned that the producers wanted the creatures to appear at some point. They even designed a creature and shot a scene with one. Sandra Bullock described the creature as a green man with a horrific baby face. It was <laughs> discarded because it made the scene funny. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad they didn't have the creatures in there because yeah. nothing they would show us would would have, nothing they would have showed us would have been. Uh, uh, that probably would have ruined it. Yeah, Ru- yeah it would have been good. Exactly. Okay, here we go. Moving on. Excuse me while I whip this out. Top three. We just decided to do something nice and easy like Sandra Bullock movies. Um, so I wrote... But she's easy. No. 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 Uh, so I, did, I wrote down several because I assumed that there's going to be some crossover here. So, Andrew. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with uh, number... Three, as we usually do. Um, and that's going to be an older one from Thunder Bullet called Practical Magic. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, in which she plays a witch. A witch? Oh, yeah. A witch. And it's a pretty good movie. Actually, I never had seen it until my wife forced me to watch it. And then I thought, yeah, it's not too bad. Um, number two, uh, I'm going to say The Blind Side. Okay. Yeah. And then number one, I think probably one of the funniest movies that, funnier romantic comedies that I've been forced to watch, which is The Proposal. <laughs> like The Proposal. <laughs> she and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, is that the one where she, she's mean to him or she's like a, his boss? Yeah. Okay. And like, doesn't she fall on him naked? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, they All right. Fall yeah. on each other naked. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Then, and then Grammy's about to walk in one episode, like one moment, and so they. He, oh yeah, Betty White. I forgot about her. Betty White's in it, and so he jumps in bed with her, and she she starts to snuggle with him. She goes, "Hey, what is that?" And he goes, "It's the morning." 
<laughs> yeah. Nice. A little, a little wiener erection joke there for you there. So. Yep. Yep. All right, Sam. All right, I've got um, a. Uh, she was like the queen of the '90s for me. So um, I've got my number three as the net. Oh, what a terrible movie! Isn't that awesome? Oh, you know? we should do that movie. Um, my number two is Speed. You've forgotten how bad right? that movie is. Yeah. Just... And then my number one, of course, is Blindside, uh, where she got her Oscar. So it's uh, the same year she won a Razzie too. Yep. What was she a Razzie for? Uh, all about Steve. Oh dear Lord. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm 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 just going through different um actors, just looking at their um IMDB history, whatever, just kind of scrolling through. The guy that was the river man, his name is Happy Anderson. Mm-hmm. And he's like the fourth person that's been on this list that was also in Bright, like the the Bruce Will not the Bruce Willis, the um Will Smith, uh Wand, Elves, Orcs and things. Oh yeah. Uh that we did for the show. Uh, yeah. I guess maybe just like Netflix also kind of has like a pool of people they like to pull from. But he's also on the TV series that is being produced, Snowpiercer, the TV series. Oh, nice. oh I, dear. I didn't know they were making a, a TV series. Um, but it's nice. one season and it's got, oh, Jennifer Conley is in it. It's already a great show. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know anyone else, though. I mean, they all have pictures. We don't need to know anybody else. It's all that matters. Jennifer Connelly. Ever since... Uh, never mind. Okay, my three. Uh, uh, no one said this, so I'll do... My uh, number three is Gravity. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I haven't either. It's really good. Oh, that's right. You made your dumb argument the other day about Gravity, and I mentioned that there's a really bad physics problem in the movie. And you're like, well, you would just solve it by pushing the earth down or some dumb thing that you said. <laughs> what? I don't remember that. Yeah, it was one of your arguments where like, you just decided to stick your feet in the ground for no reason. <laughs> or stick your heels in the ground for no reason. Because basically, again, this isn't a spoiler, but there's... Um, no, I don't talk about don't you spoil this movie. No, no, jerk. no. It's, Gravity's great. It's a good movie. Really good movie. You should go watch it. Um, but gravity is on a on a. I can't even say that. Never mind. Uh, my number two is the proposal. My number one is speed. So there you go. That's that's my nice. my three. I like speed. First movie I saw her in. Kind of had a crush because she's awesome in that movie. Annie. Anyway. Um, yep, that's it. All right. So that's uh, crap. What do we do? Oh, out of ten, right? That's what we do this now, right? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what's supposed to happen? Daniel Radcliffe for reminding me that this is where we give our out of 10 for this movie. And I start with Andrew. All right. Well, like I said, I enjoyed it. It's not something I want to watch again immediately, but it's something that I would consider to be one of the better things on Netflix. So I'm going to say this is going to be about an 8.3 for me. All right, Sam. Um, I'm kind of there with Andrew. I probably don't want to watch it again, but I think it's it's worth a watch. It's an interesting uh, 
deep dive into kind of what would you do as a parent in this? If, if you're a parent, this movie's going to hit you. Yeah. I, I just got to tell you that. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, rewatchability is kind of hard. I, you know, I'll give it a good uh, 7.98 out of 10. All right. Well, I'm going to go on record and say that this was by far the scariest movie that we have watched uh, that we watched um, and, and we didn't watch it in October yeah than any of the October movies we did because I went back and I was looking at Mother, Doom, Witch and The Shining and none of those were scary no. and supposedly The Witch was supposed to be but it was not to me um, this is a significantly better movie in terms of its horror than in my opinion those four movies come at me The Shining is not great I'm just saying, it's not a good, it's not a great movie. It was a fine movie. It just wasn't great. So come at me. So when I, so when I score this higher than that movie, because I didn't score it very high. Uh, of course, in fairness, neither did you two. No. Um, but I mean, you both have already given higher scores to this movie than you did to The Shining. Um. Hell, Andrew gave a higher score to The Christmas Chronicles than he did to The Shining. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, actually, no, that's not true. I misread. You're off by a tenth of a point. Anyway, my point is um, the rewatchability factor, though, does take play in this. Uh, my wife does want to watch it. I told her I need to take a week or so off and get my mind right. Um, again, this movie affected me, and um, I'm not really ashamed to admit it. Though I was kind of hiding... My face uh, from my roommate, I made sure that he didn't see me because um, <laughs> uh, I didn't want to admit that it uh, made me. Don't cry. you hate that, though? When, when you watch a movie and you realize, oh, crap, I'm, I, I got to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just I was watching. I was home. My, my daughter had a sick day last week. Um, and so I or no, 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 I had to pick my son up early. Uh, my wife had a late thing. So I picked him up from school, picked up my daughter. We came home, and it was super early. It was like like 3.30 in the afternoon. And so I'm like, all right, guys, what do you want to do? It's 17 degrees outside, so we can't go out and play. What do you want to do? And they're like, well, let's watch a movie. I'm like, great, you pick. You guys pick. I don't care. And my two-and-a-half-year-old picked The Iron Giant. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, let's do it, because it's got a cool cover, right? And Declan was like, oh, I love this movie. And once again, I'm freaking crying at the end of the movie when the <laughs> when the robot goes and does his 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 sacrifice bit. And my daughter looks at me and goes, "Why are you crying, Daddy?" I'm like, "Cause this movie is awesome." And <laughs> and so, of course, you can't. Anyway, my point You're is, is that called out by your daughter. I love it. I know she totally called me out. I'm gonna give this movie a. Um, I'm gonna go right between you guys and just say an eight. Okay. Which is weird because that's what I gave the last movie. That's wow, what, two eights in a row. That's what I gave. We're that's a, what I gave Juno. Um, we're on a roll. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Yeah. Again, this movie was it was good. I mean, it was a good movie. Um, I was thoroughly uh, engaged. I was riveted. Even is a word to use. Um, it made me sad. Um, and the end of the movie did what it's supposed to, and it gave me some hope that at least these children can grow up and have a life. And a name. 
And, and names. They do get names at the end of the movie, by the way, in case you're wondering. They do get names. Um, and they could even marry themselves and each other, and it wouldn't be weird. So go watch the movie, and you'll find <laughs> out why. That's still weird. I mean, it that would still be creep. weird, but no worse than uh, the Blue Lagoon. So True. <laughs> Next week, we're doing something. You know, I mean, it can't be any farther in tone and <laughs> style than this movie. It is still a po- post-apocalyptic movie. It's a zombie feature, but we're watching Shaun of the Dead. Yes. I hope I was muted. Sorry. Um, we are doing yeah. We are doing Shaun it's, of the Dead. This is so weird. It's like we're doing a weird October in, uh, in January here. Basically, I saw that it was streaming, and I threw it on the list. Um, I, I kicked hey, it. By the way, there is a chance it might be leaving in February. I thought I saw that somewhere. Oh no! If it is, then we'll just we'll just we'll deal with it if we have to. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's, so that's it. That's it. That's the show. Um, if it leaves, then we'll do something equally as ridiculous because the movie after that's kind of hard um, emotionally and, and tonally and stuff. So we'll we'll try to find something a little light. For those of you who actually do, in fact, watch the movie with the podcast, I don't know if everyone does or anyone does. But um, anyway, that's it. That's the show. Thanks for listening. I'm going to hit the outro music before I forget. And uh, yeah, um, Check us out on our website. We have it one again, cheapseatreviews.com. Um, you can go to our Facebook page, Facebook page at facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews and follow us on Twitter at cheapseatcast. You can, of course, uh, request movies that you want. If there's something that you really want to hear our opinion of uh, or you just want to make us suffer or you just think, hey, this was fun. I want to share it with the guys. You can do it through Facebook or Twitter or the email address is at or it's cheapseatreviews at gmail.com and uh, we would love to do that. Um, Right now, the movie list is set through March, but if you say, hey, I want you guys to do this, we will. I know other people have requested movies that uh, (laughs) like last week that (laughs) took two years. Um, they're just not streaming and we're, we're kind of beholden to the idea that we want it to be streaming in order to do it. So, um, they're still on the list. They're just not streaming. Um, so anyway, to those of you who requested the Rocketeer, the Golden, or the Rocketeer, Wuthering Heights, Back to the Future, it was tough years. some other people. So anyway, so that's going to do it for us. Um, and I, uh, I'm glad we did this movie. I really am. I'm glad we watched it. So, yeah. so on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.